Welcome to Garbage of the Five Rings, a podcast about and by people who keep making the same mistakes over and over again. I'm one of your hosts, Jude Vase, and today my co-host Amelia Antrim and I once again talk about things to Tori is fucking up. So many things. All the things? All the things? I think that's kind of his... His... Yeah, I mean, do we need to do this episode? You know what, everyone? Tatari fucks some shit up. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of his thing. It is. So It's important to have hobbies, though. You know, it's important to have hobbies. And I think this might be his. Is the thing you are primarily defined by, can you really call that a hobby? I don't know. Blood magic. Fair point. Too <laughs> I win this round. Yeah, I mean, he's just bad at stuff. He's going to continue being bad at stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Newsflash, even when he's good at stuff, we're not going to give him credit for it. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do we have any corrections or non-apologies to issue? Um, this episode is late. I'm not Bites. sorry. Yeah. Suck it, nerds. You know what? Honestly, we did you a favor. Once again, yet another week where you didn't have to hear about this bullshit. Like, you're welcome. Yeah. Is this like non-apologies and you're welcomes? There you go. (laughs) Because we're not going to correct anything. All right. It has been a while, though, so I feel like we should do a little little background summary here. A little quick, hey, remember Mm -hmm. what's up? Agreed. I think... While prepping this episode, the biggest thing for me was remembering who people were because they all have the same name. Mm. Yeah, it's not like we have three three characters all are important in the upcoming episode with very similar sounding names. Toku, Ta- Takawan, Toshiken. Toshimoko, too. I think yeah. it's somewhere in here. Not at all confusing. No, it's fine. Okay, so Toku uh, was a member of Toturi's Band of Ronin. Then he was told that he could start the Monkey Clan um, after he did some cool shit, but then he admitted to Toturi that he wasn't really a samurai. Um, And he's also captain of the Imperial Guard. Yeah, very popular character with the players. Uh, A couple of badly illustrated cards and a silly clan. I don't know why the Monkey Clan, but we've discussed this in previous episodes. I think that's a silly name for a clan, but that's not important to this. Nobody asked your opinion, Jude. Uh, But you're going to give it to him anyway. Because it's my podcast and I can do what I want. Fuck yeah. Uh, Seppin Toshikin. We talked about him briefly in episode 19, but only in the context of being uh, Emerald Champion as part of a tournament decision. More on that later. Mm -hmm. Coming up. Little spoiler. Um, Toshikin's a fun character. We're going to learn a little more about him as we go. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Takuan. He was the acting Imperial Chancellor and former member of Taturi's army. He's the dude in charge while Taturi is gone. He's the dude probably doing a better job than Taturi. We'll see how that goes for him. It's bad. It goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers again. Yeah. All right. So today what we are talking about is Taturi's edicts. Taturi is back, folks. Yeah, we know. You made the joke. It's in the title. Everybody knows it by the time they started this episode. It's not a good joke. I refuse to give it any actual airtime. Moving on. (laughs) 
You're so fucking pleased with yourself right now. I am not. You know what? Fine, go ahead and say it, because I'm not naming the episode this. I refuse to have this permanently in our podcast feed. You can make we'll your see. dick joke. It's fine. Where we left off. We found Taturi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yay, Taturi's back. That's so great. He was gone for over a year. Over a year. And he's finally rescued. And everybody brings him back to the capital, and they're like, Woo, it's so great, Taturi's back, we love him so much. Except not. It's not great. This new, uncaptured version of Taturi is crazy as fuck. And people are real confused. And, like, all of politics, nobody says anything. Because they're just like, I don't know, that's the guy in charge. But also, can I point out, and I don't know if I said this in the outline, because I did this a while ago. But I want to point out... Why is everyone afraid to say, like, mm, what's up with our weird new spooky emperor? Because this is, again, the second time that this has happened. I want to put the, everything everything in this game is happening again. Like, yeah. scorpions it's- maybe killing an emperor. Everybody wondering who's the emperor. Yoritomo wanting to be the emperor. And the emperor being possessed by some weird dark magic. It's a real emperor wears no clothes kind of situation where nobody can speak up and contradict the emperor. Uh, but yes, your point about it is like, we've already had one emperor possessed by evil. Why is nobody waving the emperor? Surely it can't by? happen again. <laughs> Surely this time is different. Yeah, but here we are. It's true. So, here are some cool new things that Taturi is up to now that he's back, right? I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, you ready? Takuan has been serving as champ- chancellor, basically doing Taturi's job for him. Taturi is having, like, a Kolot-related red scare moment and is killing people left and right. And Takuan, who is not really about that, is like, can I please commit seppuku? And Taturi, in a moment of clarity, is like, no, please, stay, help me. Something is wrong with me. Help. But then he goes back to being evil and orders him to commit seppuku anyway. Um, which is bananas. That sh- that sequence of events is just shenanigans, right? But I also want to point out that maybe like this is still a little bit regulatory because we do know <laughs> how indecisive he can be. Fair. He also asks Sepin Toshiken to stand as his second, which is a dick move because Takuan hates Toshiken. So like, not only does he ask to commit seppuku, and Tertiary is like, no, please don't. Nah, just kidding. Actually do. And you know what? Even worse, that guy that you really hate, he's going to stand real close and breathe down your neck while you do it. I I love that. I, I want to know more about this whole Takuan hates Toshiken thing. They don't really give a lot of information about this. No. And Toshiken is like an okay dude. I think Takuan just hates him because he didn't get his post like the legitimate way. Yeah, I mean, that... I, I think so. Like it seems like they just have like a little rivalry. I can't really yeah. find why they hate each other. I just know that I think it was in uh actually in the Hidden Emperor book, maybe, that it says that he really hates him. Yeah. I don't know. Basically in his infinite wisdom, Taturi is having everyone fight everyone else. He's yeah. just Isn't like this- moving around his little pawns on his board, like a yeah. child and just being like, this dinosaur now fights this ninja and it's going to be great. Isn't this also the first place that we really get like the Kolot out in the open? Like the first place where the Kolot name is being thrown around a bunch? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, some of these fictions is finally where we start getting like, oh, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just stabbing people. I mean, isn't it, it also, is also that, but. Isn't it also the first place we actually see like the colot as a word? I, th- I think I remember. No, we've seen mentioned. the word a lot, a lot. But remember, we kept like not knowing what it was. It was just spooky guys who stab stuff. Okay. Yeah. I thought, so. I thought I read that somewhere, but maybe not. Okay. No, but like in some of these fictions, we start to get like them actually using like their phrases and like gotcha. activating their sleeper agents and cool. It's a whole thing. But more on that in a different episode. Mm-hmm. This is about Taturi. It's Taturi time. So we should take a nap? I mean, or eat some oatmeal and then take a nap? I don't know. Sometimes oatmeal makes me tired. Um, there's a couple of really good quotes uh, that reference the chaos that Tatori is causing. Um, one is from Tales of Darkness. The Emperor sits again on the Jade Throne, commanding the armies of the clans to march against one another. Um, I don't actually remember him doing that. Like He doesn't really. It just says that he does. I mean, and it's, you know, sort of in a roundabout way. You know? Yeah. He's not straight up like being like, you, crab, fight those lion. It's not quite that simple. Yeah. Um, the other is from Pearl Edition. When the emperor returned to claim his throne in the golden city of Odosanuchi, it was thought that all would heal itself. Instead, the emperor's strange commands continue to encourage anarchy and destruction. He turns one clan against the next and encourages vicious combat of those who would gain his favor. Sounds pretty evil to me. Yep. So yeah, that's basically the set. That's what's going on. Tatori is causing all kinds of chaos. But uh, who else we got? What's going on? Um, well, your BFF Ganawa is here. Um, and for once, he's actually kind of smart. He is real sure that this is not the Emperor. And he's positive something is up. So he goes to talk to Tuturi. Um, but Tuturi doesn't recognize him, despite the fact that they were good old war buddies who fought together during the clan wars. It describes this scene where there are shadows swirling around the room, and there's blood covering the floor, and Taturi's eyes are black and empty, and he has no clue who he is. And he keeps, like, asking, where is Hante? <laughs> and he's, like, shouting about the Emperor being dead, and he's like, oh no, the Emperor's dead, where's Hante? Uh, and Kanawa's like, dude... You're the fucking emperor now. Um, so here's what here's my question here. Yeah, this scene is legitimately more messed up than any scene of the emperor, the previous emperor being corrupted, short mm-hmm. of the actual day of thunder, and nobody's no, nobody minds. Nobody's- no, I think that's fine. Because he's there, you know? Nobody was really worried about the other emperor before either, until he snapped somebody like a twig. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, you you go through the whole... The whole Clan Wars arc, and I don't think anybody in there is like, what's up with the emperor? Like, nobody... They're mad. Like, Kasada is mad, and they're, like, fighting each other, but I don't... Is anybody really like, something's up with the emperor? A little bit, Until Kachiko does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Well, because yeah. he's mostly in a coma. 
Like Right. Exactly. And being in a coma, way better, way less suspicious than having shadows swirling around you and, like, bones on the floor at your feet from, like, I don't know, babies that you were snacking on or whatever the fuck is happening here. Because that's really how this whole thing reads. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was really fun because he's like, oh, no, where's Hanta? And it's like, wow, you are such a bad emperor that you don't even know that you're emperor. Like, you're so bad at your job, you don't even know what your job is. Yeah. Well, that's the toy for you. Next, we get Toshiken. He orders Toshigan to murder the entire imperial court because he's sure that they are not trustworthy. And he's annoyed at all their talking. Um, I have to ask, I I don't recall whether or not you're putting that in there for funsies or if that's the actual reason why he orders them killed. I really hope he that's a real reason. Oh, no, he is. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on. This is the way that it is phrased in here. He keeps he sounds like a crazy person. He basically sounds like a schizophrenic in this, which I can say because I'm a crazy not a schizophrenic, but I am a crazy person. Um yeah. It's good. You'll stop all the talking, all the whispering, all the petty bickering. I grow tired of it. I do not wish to be reminded of it anymore. They're like children. Their voices are nothing more than whispers in the dark after the night has fallen. They will not rest. They will not sleep. They will not let me be in silence. The children will not stop their whispering. Do you have a family, Toshikansama? And then he's like, yeah, I do, whatever. And he's like, do they whisper to you in your sleep? And he says, yes, Lord. And then he like goes on and is like, they're like children complaining, blah, blah, blah. He says, so I will stop it. I will stop all mention of it. The children must die. Do you understand me? Oof. Okay. So oh, no, yeah. I was not exaggerating there. Um, He really... It's, I, oh, I see, I put it in quotes. I put it in quotes right there. It is a real quote. The children must die. <laughs> Do you understand? Which, like, as a parent, I get it. They're annoying. They talk all the time. Like, sometimes I used to say I was not in a hurry for my children to learn how to talk because I knew once they started talking, they don't shut up. So, like, Totori Man, I get it. But also, not a reason to murder everybody. Yeah. Not yeah, okay. that's slightly overboard. Yeah. Toshikin seems like a pretty okay guy, but apparently a little too loyal because he actually does what he's ordered here, right? Yeah. Yeah, he goes and kills everybody. Um, And he comes back. Okay, well, so basically he does all of this because Tatori is like, do you have children? And then he's like, yeah, I do. Um, And then... Toshigan goes and does it, and he feels really bad about it, but he comes back to the throne room and finds his kids standing there next to Taturi. And are they okay, Jude? Are his kids okay? Uh, I'm going to guess no. No, they're not. They're completely faceless. They have weird egg faces, Jude. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The the egg face thing is so creepy. Like, it's a very good, like, creeper aesthetic that they have hit on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that image of like having just murdered a room full of people and you come back into the room and find your kids all egg faced next to your crazy boss. That's that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, and basically he does it because Tuturi at one point says, Whose children will die, Toshikin? Yours or mine? Which is kind of weird. Well, I mean that makes I mean that sounds very much like he's saying, You're going to do my bidding or I'm going to kill your children. 
Right. Except that his bidding was to kill his children. So really, the answer was yours and mine, Toshikin. Like, like it wasn't like, are you going to allow your children to die and save my children, me, the emperor? No, the question was, are you going to kill my children, Toshikin, or do I have to kill yours? Which is two very yeah. different questions. Yeah. Well, and, and by children, the emperor meant, like, everybody in the court, not yes. his literal children. Right. Yeah, because he didn't have little children, and wait, wait till later, because he fucks that up, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, Totori. Come I guess on, technically man. he has a child at this point. Kind of. Not that we know about, but it's L5R. Everybody's got children we don't know about, so, you know, I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Toshigen does it, and he comes back, and Tachuri has his kids standing there, and they're faceless. Um, nice. I do want to point out that it is, uh, because I like pointing out the contradictions here, um, in this fiction for the throne, it says that he has a son and a daughter, um, but if you go into the actual Hidden Emperor RPG book, it says that he has two sons. Not a surprise. L5R knows nothing about anyone's children. So I, I'm not sure Toshikin even knows whether he has sons and or daughters. Yeah. I'm surprised he even knew he had kids, honestly. <laughs> Good job, Toshikin. At least he, – and he even knew how many, honestly. I feel like I'm pretty proud of him for both knowing that he does have children and how many. Yeah, that's pretty good for L5R. It's a step up for most people. So, great job, buddy. Um, now we come to the titular section of this episode. Tutori's three edicts um, <laughs> that he issues upon arriving at Otosanuchi. Which one do you want? To, do you want to take the first one? I know you love the Naga. I do. Uh, yeah, I'll take this one. So he issues these three edicts shortly after he comes back. And everybody's like, cool, the emperor's back. He's making rules. Love that. Love that for us. The first edict declares war on the Naga for their betrayal of the crab and their attack on the dragon. Makes sense. Um, it was real crappy of them to betray the crab and uh, also to attack the dragon. Um... So yeah, he, as, as edicts go, it's the least crazy. Right, right. Like so, the Naga do look do have a bad look here, and there's definitely an easy way to spin that as being villainous. So, as, well, right, they're not a clan. They maybe helped during the clan war, but we're not sure that they really did. It, you know, as a way to come back and be like, "Yes, I am in power again. I need to show some force." Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. So he sends Toku and the Imperial Legions to go attack them. Uh, as a reward for this, Toturi gives Toku some land in the empty, empty Scorpion lands. I'm sure that the Scorps just love that. I want to point out, though, that this seems really weird to me. This is part of his whole monkey clan thing. Is You know, like, he goes and does this, he comes back, he gets these lands to be the monkey clan. Um... Why Why does he get these lands? Because it seems weird to me. The only reason that the Scorpion lands are empty is because everybody was sure that the Scorpions killed Tuturi. Tuturi mm -hmm. did not order the Scorpions to leave their lands. 
it came from former Emerald Champion Toshimoko, and it was because they thought he murdered Taturi. But it's very clear that they didn't murder Taturi. So how can Taturi be giving away land that he didn't take away for his not dying? Yeah, I, that make, that makes sense. Um, I think the justification probably was, well, they're gone now, so we got to do something with that land. Because remember, and, they and that's them. not like reinstating the Scorpion Clan. Nobody thought, oh shit, Dutari's not actually dead. Oh, guys, come back. <laughs> well, they're all they they've all been exiled across the Burning Sands, right? But like nobody they're... thought, like, maybe we should call them up and be like, sorry about that. Our bad. Come on home, y'all. I am sure that if... Instead, their answer was to give their land away. It's not even like they were like, you know what? The message didn't have time to get there. I know that mail is very slow to get out to the Burning Sands. You know what? Let's just give their land away. They're not here. Yeah. I think probably nobody really wants the Scorpion Clan in the first place. I mean, John Wick did. Fuck John well, I mean, yes. I I would like to posit that maybe Chaturi is just, like, too busy sitting around, thinking about genocide, to be reestablishing their clans. He's, like, drawn little hearts around it in his journal. Like, oh, Chaturi hearts genocide. <laughs> and yeah. also, he's an incompetent psychopath, so. There's that, too. It takes a lot of time. Like, I want to be really clear that being an incompetent psychopath is not just a hobby. It is a full-time job. If anybody qualifies for that, it would be a Tori. I thought you were going to say, if anybody knows, you do. <laughs> and I was going to be so angry. <sighs> I like that you thought that's where I was going. I, I mean, I like that you're trying to pretend that it isn't a place you would have gone <laughs> had you thought of it first. I mean, I, I thought about it. Well, okay. Thanks. Great. Uh, the second edict strips the Lion Clan of their position as right hand of the Emperor and bestows that title on the Unicorn, uh, who are then ordered to destroy the corruption inside the Lion. The subsequent withdrawal and redeployment of the Unicorn magistrates from across the Empire creates a major rise in criminal activity. Uh, that was totally the intended consequence. <laughs> I'm sure it actually was, but I want to point out that this would be this should have been the point at which people started to be like, uh, something's up, right? Right. Like, uh, you know, the champion, the former champion of the lion just put the lion to the roasters. Like, that's not normal, right? Well, yeah, but okay, so how... How were Taturi Lion relations at this point? Because I feel like they're still not great. Like, Suko tried to fix that, and I don't think that she really did. The Okoto still aren't a family. I'm not sure that the Lion are still huge fans of Taturi. That's a fair point. Um, I do think it's funny that they're still trying to make the, the unicorn a thing. Um, Stop I, trying I to make unicorn a thing. Not a thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they're clearly not. I mean, eventually they'll get there. The unicorn will be a thing, but they definitely, they're trying so hard to make the unicorn relevant here. They're like literally forcing Tatori to make the unicorn relevant. It's pretty funny to me. But yeah, I think 
your point about it creating criminal activity is, is well made. Like this is clearly Tutori's goal is he embeds them across the empire, the empire as lawgivers. And then as soon as he comes back, he just yanks them all out and all the law and order just, just collapses without them around to hold it all up. Well, and it's not like they were doing a great job with that to begin with. Everybody was like, they treated them like hall monitors. They were not fans of the unicorn being in charge. And particularly mm. the lion. We know that the lion were so excited to have the unicorn step it into their territory. And so ordering the unicorn to go, like, take the lion's job on top of that, like, mm, Their, their mm. ancestral duty. Not their job. Their ancestral duty. Excuse me. Pardon me. Well, I mean, it's it's even more offensive. It's, like, religiously offensive. So. I mean, to the lion, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like, they had been already, like, sniffing around whatever weird maho was happening. And were already, like, claws out, waiting to just, like... Yeah. Tear the unicorn down. And... It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It also puts the corruption within the lion up in sort of on the front page. Um, because he's more or less directly accused the lion of being corrupted too. Well, there's there's text on this card. Um, Ashigaru archers from um, Dark Journey Home, seated upon the jade throne, Tuturi calls forth the unicorn ambassador. You have served well in my absence, he said. So serve me again. Destroy the lion who foul our land with black magics. Let all know the unicorn are my right hand now. So it's not just like, check out what's up with the lion. He says, destroy the lion. I'm sure he's fine. There's nothing wrong with Taturi. He's just regular old Emperor Taturi. Okay, no, no, no. You know what? Back up. Back up. You know how we know that something is up with Taturi? He's being decisive. He's issuing edicts. He's telling people to do things. He has made decisions. Jude. Tuturi has made Mm -hmm. decisions. Bold ones. Bold ones. Wrong ones. ones. Maybe, see, but here's the thing is, like, maybe everybody is like, oh my god, he's making decisions. It's Tuturi and he's making decisions. Oh, you know what, though? They were the wrong ones. You're right. It is. This is definitely him. You're right. You're right. I was worried for a minute because he was being decisive, but it's in the wrong direction. We're still okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's still some seed of him in there. As long as he's making mistakes, it has to be our guy. Right. We know his his soul is in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. Uh, we hate him so much. He's the worst. Do you think anybody listens to this podcast who actually likes Tatari? Not anymore. <laughs> Touche. I, uh, if they did, they stopped listening or they've been won over to our point of view, but I can't fathom that there's anybody out there that likes Tutori and still listens to our podcast. If there is, please tell us why. I mean, Just send why. us some hate mail. I don't feel like we get enough hate mail for the work yeah. that we do. Yeah, please tell please justify your wrongs position. Uh, so no, that we I can I feel like we asked in episode zero for people specifically to not do that. No, I, I am I am specifically asking if you actually do think Tatori is not the worst, uh, please add us 
and tell us that you exist and listen to this podcast. Um, cause I'm curious. And then follow that up with who hurt you. Yeah. There you go. That's what we want to know. We don't care why you think we care what you about think. We just want to know who hurt you. Yeah. We don't care about why you think what you think. You're wrong. But we are curious who hurt you to be this way that you believe that. I mean, and then we'll follow it up with talking about who hurt us. <laughs> yeah. That's why we make this podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate him so much. He's just, oh, okay. <laughs> he has one more edict. He made one more decision. There were yeah. three of them. Uh, this one, this one we've, we've, is the one that we mentioned before, very briefly. Yeah. Um, he appoints Sepin Toshikin, uh, to the post of Emerald Champion without actually doing the test of the Emerald Champion. Yeah. He reassigns most of the magistrates in the Crane Lands, uh, crippling all attempts to maintain order in those areas. Uh, he being Toshikin. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned this before, but Sepin Toshikin is the son of Kakita Toshimoko. I this is noted in a fiction in Hidden Emperor. It's no surprise that Toshikin has a or Toshimoko has an illegitimate illegitimate kid, given how much pipe Toshimoko laid in his lifetime. Um, but at least it makes sense why this one wasn't mentioned before. Um, they were kind of like holding this one for the surprise here. Like, hello. Toshikin didn't know he was Toshimoko's son until his mother's death. It's not clear when that was. Um, but he doesn't find out. Um, but we don't find out until this fiction comes out. Um, sometime before he was named as the Emerald Champion at the beginning of Hidden Emperor. I think it's interesting that he's Emerald Champion, even like because he's taking over for Toshimoko, but doesn't know that he's Toshimoko's kit. Like it just seems weird to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's some interesting stuff that they'll do with Toshimoko and his relationship with uh, uh, Toshkin. So yeah, so it it seems like the. The fiction where they name him as Toshimoko's son came out at the beginning of Hidden Emperor. So that's before he's named as Emerald Champion. So I'm just interested in what the writers were were thinking there. Because it's not like they went back later and we're like, oh, we made this guy Emerald Champion. Um, let's also say he's Toshimoko's kid. Like, it does seem like there was forethought here, maybe? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a fan thing. Like, no, but I'm saying that we find out that he's Toshimoko's kid before he becomes Emerald Champion. Yeah, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised because it was a tournament result. I wouldn't be surprised if people pushed oh, to put oh, 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 oh. I Toshimoko's son gotcha. in the post. Gotcha. I thought you were saying it would be a fan thing that he was Toshimoko's son. Got it. Yeah. It's fine. Timelines. I understand them. Yeah. I do think that it's nice that at least there's a reason why. Um, Somebody didn't know about their kid. Um, I mean, if anybody, oh, if a, anybody can have a kid that they don't know about, it's Toshimoko. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, he—if there's anybody in Rokugan that laid enough pipe to not know he has a kid somewhere, it would be Toshimoko. Noted there's, party animal, Akita yeah. Toshimoko. 
he has a legitimate son somewhere and there's going to be some really fun fictions about the conflict between his actual son or his not his actual son his recognized son and toshikin later on those two uh don't get along oh they have some daddy issues Mm-hmm. oh my god l5r has so many daddy issues <laughs> i just legend want to talk about daddy like, issues what legend of the daddy issues i mean it is and then they were like you know what people with daddy issues need swords seems legit swords with their dad's souls in them yeah i mean yeah i don't know it just seems Tracks. like it seems like a theme mm-hmm. that's what i've taken out of all of this reading <laughs> People with daddy issues love swords. Jude, would you like to comment? How do you feel about swords? I like swords. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Why does he just, like, skip the tournament? Is that because they wanted to have a tournament? Like? Um, no, I think that's just how Tutori was running at the time. I think that's just, he, if I had to guess, it would be because he knew it was going to cause chaos. Cause that's all the shadow's doing here. It's mm-hmm. making every move it makes is to cause chaos and havoc. And you see the first thing Toshigan does is pull out all of the magistrates out of the crane lands, which causes all of the, order in the crane lands to collapse. So if that's all he does as the, as the Emerald champion is cause the order in the crane lands to collapse, then he's done his job. I just think like concerned. tournaments promote interclan fighting. Cause you know, they do. And um, I think that's fun. They do. But I think there's probably also an argument to be made that they also like promote interclan like community. I suppose. You know what I mean? I suppose I'm bummed that nobody lost an arm here. That's true. We haven't had a good arm lopping in quite a while. It's been like a whole arc and no one has lost any hands. Yeah, we have to look into that. I'm sure it'll happen soon. Don't lose faith. Okay. <laughs> just really disappointed. This one was a tournament decision. Um, mm-hmm. It was... Uh, Tournament result tested the Emerald Champion too, because um, last time was the result that Hotomi did not win. Toshimoko yep. won. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. That one I think was just it felt kind of lame to me. I, all of these edicts, honestly, they were like important in sowing these seeds of chaos. Um, you know, the stuff with the Naga, the monkey clan like it just wasn't interesting i guess maybe they were a good way to show that tuturi is back and stuff is messed up but i felt like the edicts themselves honestly were not the best fiction to do that like the actual fictions where they talk about the edicts and stuff were pretty slim too Mm. um they like, some of the consequences of it is mentioned here and there, but a lot of it came from, like, text on cards and from Hidden Emperor. Um, the fictions themselves had very little on, like, 
to Turi actually issuing these edicts. There's just a yeah. fair amount on the fallout of it. Yeah, which I also thought was there. interesting. It's also worth noting that um, with regards to the 38, um, this was not some fancy, like, as best as I can tell, there was no fancy shenanigans with this tournament result. Um, I can't find any indication that there was any foul play with the store, with the tournament result that resulted in Toshiken being edicted into the role. Uh, so that's interesting that they took a legitimate win and shenanigans him into it in the storyline. I mean, I guess wait. Oh, but I guess the tournament is test of the Emerald Champion, which sounds yeah. like a test. I guess because I was going to say, like, if the result was just whoever wins becomes Emerald Champion, there's nothing in there that says, like, oh, it's going to be a weird part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it, there's nothing in there that says, like, he's going to be Emerald Champion in a weird way. Yeah, I'd have to go back and see. Now I'm curious. I didn't actually think to look. I'm sure it says in one of the heralds. Um, it says something about what the setup for that tournament was. I'd have to go. I uh, now I want to go back and look and see if I could find it. I'll have to go back and look and see if it mentions anything about what that tournament's sort of uh, like. What the setup was. The pitch was. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Jade Hand doesn't have anything about it. It just says a member of the winning clan will become the new Emerald Champion. Yeah. But I wonder if there was a tournament or will be appointed or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come back with the answer for that in the next episode. Slash someone will yell at us about it on Twitter before then. Probably I'm not that one. about it. Probably that second one. Um, yeah. I mean, really... Long story short, Taturi's back. He's messing stuff up. Um, we do get in in this sort of set of fictions of when he first comes back some really good descriptions of exactly how messed up he is. There's all these descriptions of like the throne room being really dark, of Taturi's eyes being like black and cold, and then he'll kind of come back for a minute. Um, like in that in that one with Ganawa too, it's like he sort of sees the actual Taturi for a minute before he's sort of lost again. Um, and there's like these shadows swirling in the ceiling and the floor is covered in blood, and it's a lot of really interesting descriptions of what's going on with Taturi. Um yeah. they they do a good job of that there. They were interesting to read. Um mm-hmm. but also Agreed. as usual, Taturi just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The whole section this whole bit here is very bananas. It's very, like, evocative, but also, like, it's hard to tell. My takeaway was it was, like, it's hard to tell how much of this is supposed to be, like, thematic and how much of it you're supposed to take as literal. Because it feels just like, if this is a literal description, how is nobody noticing this? Right? Why is no one worried here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and again, as we said in the intro, people making the same mistakes – like, nobody's worried, oh, we didn't have an emperor, now we do again, also he's spooky. These are all things that have happened before. Remember, mm-hmm. Taturi sat on the throne because we couldn't find the emperor. Oh, then we found him, but also he's spooky. Like, we've only been doing this podcast for a year, why are we telling the same story again? <laughs> well, that's L5R for you. Oh my god. 
Do we have 20 more years of telling the same story? I mean, there's a fair bit of repetition. Not a, Once not again, a, a world-ending doom that is some form of dark something. Yeah, there's a lot of that. What ho, the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say on the edicts. So we'll be back again in two weeks with more apocalyptic predictions. Yep. Garbage of the Five Rings is an independent production and can be found online at www.garbageofthefiverings.com and on Twitter at G5R Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. My co-host, Jude Vase, can be found on Twitter at Aramidic Jude. Sources for this episode and further information on the topics discussed can be found in the show notes. Thanks for letting us waste your time. We'll be back in two weeks.